evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 17 of season four of Wednesday Night Wallop. I'm Rylan Turner, and I'm joined, as always, by Kyle Joseph. Kyle, how are you? I'm doing well. Good episode of of the show, and I had time to process it and really think about it because we're recording this a little bit later. Yeah, yeah, you see, here's the thing, is I... Normally, for the last few weeks, I've like I've had every situation at work come up. Either I've been at work too late, or I've been at home and been called back to work to help. Um, and tonight, I didn't have that problem. Tonight, I was off at five o'clock Eastern Standard Time, and I got home and I ate some ate some dinner and I had a couple of drinks and I started dynamite and I got through dynamite up until about the last fifteen minutes of the show, and then I passed out like a bitch. <laughs> And uh, woke up at quarter after one in the morning. And Kyle is the guy, the great, you know, guest, ho- or sorry, the great co-host, sorry, guest host, Jesus, the great co-host that he is. And he's recording with me. And it is now quarter to three in the morning where I'm at, probably quarter to two in the morning where he's at. Um, I'm sorry, Kyle. Well, it's all good. We're, we're going to get through this and it'll be a good time. It's, it's better now that our, our show is a little bit more like, you know, to the point, And when we're not sitting here waxing on poetically about each match that I feel like we can get out of this pretty quickly. And there's not a lot of news. No. Uh, speaking of, uh, I think it's time to get to that news. The segment we like to call the Wednesday Night Roundup. It's a Wednesday Night Roundup. So our first bit of news, apparently Deanna Perrazzo's impact contract is up soon. Yeah, uh, according to uh, Fightful, I believe it was, uh, they were talking about how her her contract could be up by the end of the year. Impact is almost certain that they have an option year with the contract, but um, that is not confirmed yet. Uh, whether or not they do or not, I think this could be a very profitable time for uh, Deanna Perrazzo because, number one, um, Triple H is in charge of WWE now. And while I, she, she wasn't a fe- it's heavily featured uh, female on the uh, NXT scene while Triple H was in charge, I feel like she's added stock to herself over the last couple of years uh, since her release. Uh, honestly, she's really become the female of Impact Wrestling, and she's held the title twice over there, uh, along with the tag titles. And uh, like I, I feel like she's she's done herself uh, a great service by going out and, and working. Uh, in impact in some of the smaller promotions, and I mean, she's also the one who took the uh, the the Ring of Honor Women's Title off of Roxy before Roxy showed up in in WWE herself. So she's done a lot, and uh, I think this could be a very interesting time for, like I said, Deanna Peraza. Uh Great matches with Mercedes Martinez. Obviously, she's had a good bounce of time. Valkyrie Sheena. Um, she and Chelsea Green have really been running uh, Impact in a big way, and Mickey James to a degree too uh, yeah. has been has been very very good. Well, let's not even forget about the the Texas Death Match that Deanna Perrazzo had with uh, with Mickey James. Like that's yeah. a, that's a first for for women's wrestling, and I thought that was a great match too. Yep, and I really do think that we're talking about. Uh, yeah, she was a very special wrestler, obviously. WWE saw something in her. They wanted her to to be something. She was just starting to get going on TV when they ended up releasing her. It was kind of a yeah. It just seemed like a very silly timing um, to let her go. And it was clear that she is building towards something. She's still very young. She's 28, 
And yeah, I'm I'm excited to see whatever she does, whether it's stick with Impact, whether it's go to AEW or to NXT or, you know, wherever it happens to be. Impressive career ahead of her for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll move on to our next bit of news, which is apparently there's a potential for Santos Escobar to be making his way up to the main roster. Well, last night on NXT, he did uh, have a loser leaves NXT match with uh, Tony D'Angelo. Uh, okay. Um, which, I mean, sounds like, you know, a terrible way to book Santos Escobar. But uh, let's be honest here. <laughs> this guy with Triple H in charge of the main roster, him and his group could be coming up uh, sooner rather than later. I mean, we're seeing a lot of focus put back on the guys that Triple H was um, interested in using like your carrying crosses and your I, Dexter Loomis would not have been on my on, on the list that I would have had but that's fine he brought back hit row this week yeah he so did. like uh, we're, we're seeing a, a great time and I mean we could we could reignite the hit row feud uh, that we had on NXT and with hit row coming back I think there's more of an emphasis that man, tag teams might be important coming forward we so, can only hope we can only hope so yeah like uh, like and that's a big thing is that the biggest thing I think for me for Triple H coming into this role is the importance of secondary titles and tag team wrestling is is only going to increase. Apparently, uh, Gunther and and Shinsuke tore the house down on with an IC title match. It's twenty one minutes long. Yeah, yeah, that's we're we're getting focus on the, the wrestling itself. And we're yeah, like you said, like these secondary titles, tag titles, what have you, they're they're getting focused on, and I think that that's very important to building characters. Yes, it, it it's the way you ask, like it's the way you elevate is having people having these big title matches and getting these opportunities. Like the icy belt has used been used forever to get working guys over to get them to the point where they're main raw or where they're main event ready, and. Um, it's a, it would be sad to see that come to an end. And I'm glad that we're sort of getting back into it now. So we'll move on. And sad news. Chris Statlander uh, appears to have injured her other leg. I believe it's another knee injury. And we're looking at about another six to nine months of her away. I'm really disappointed. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, we all are. You know what was nice, actually, in lieu of all of that sad news was to see a lot of the WWE uh, talent mm. reach out to her on Twitter and, uh, to, you know, wish her well. Uh, Bailey said she was great. So, like, that's... Um, that, that's a, that, that I really, really sweet. And that's what's, great, that's amazing is that the difference between her last knee injury and this one is how much higher a profile Chris Statlander has uh, now than she did then. Yes. And she's an incredible... Like, there was... She was dripping with star potential when she first debuted. Mm -hmm. And it was clear that AEW saw something in her very early on. And boy, were they right on the money. She is one of the best... She's one of the more impressive uh, wrestlers on the roster. And... Her combination of power and agility is something that you just like. It's hard to it's hard to match, and you know, it's it, amazing to see someone her size do a, a, like a five forty splash. Yeah, 
<laughs> like, Absolutely. That's madness. But yeah, tons of wrestlers who are reaching out to uh, reaching out to her, wishing her the best. She has a bunch of support, and she's very yeah. And like, I hope she gets to come back and and be stronger than ever because yeah, she's. It would be sad for me for her to never hold the, the AEW women's title. Well, I think we got a lot of time still left with yeah. uh, with Statlander, so I feel like that that's inevitable. Yeah, as well as the TBS title. She's still. I mean, that's the thing is that she's still very young for somebody who, um, you know, had a whole other career before she got into wrestling. She's not that deep into her wrestling career. Um, I think she started, yeah, started in 2016. And she's come a long way for 2016, that's for sure. Like that's, it's, that's crazy. Like, that's, yeah, in six years, she's gone from her first wrestling class to, you know, one of the biggest stars in a major promotion. It's amazing some of the people who are able to get to, who are able to, uh, chew through the, the wrestling business so quickly. These Gen Z fucking uh, athletes, man, they're nuts. Some, oh, they're all nuts. Oh, some of it is is absolutely is absolutely crazy. I mean, NXT is, is showing that off in a big way. Yes. It's crazy how many of their their most of their women's roster is like twenty three. It's bananas, but, but yeah, good on them. Um, we'll move on, and the last piece of news we want to do is uh, the G one finals coming up. Yes, yes. Uh, the semifinals happened. Uh, Okada defeated Tanahashi, and uh, and Will Ospreay defeated uh, Tetsuya Naito. And apparently, a, a match that is on the short list of everyone's match of the year. So I'll definitely have to check that out. I've heard uh, mixed things about this G1, uh, breaking it up into four um, divisions. Uh, I, I'm not sure how the reaction was to that, um, but. Or sorry, four separate blocks, not divisions. Um, that, 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 I believe that was something new that they added. Uh, I've heard, like I said, mixed feelings about uh, the, the G1 itself and uh, maybe needing to, to figure out something different with it for next year because the last few years have been difficult. Um, but uh, that being said, I mean, it's good to hear that, number one, we've got another match of the year candidate, uh, something that we'd have to, we'll have to check out heading into January. Um, but... Yeah, it's a G1 time's always exciting. I've never made the attempt to do the G1, but one day, Kyle, that's a that's a dream of mine for me and you to sit down and watch a G1. That's a lot of wrestling, but <laughs> I mean, it is really cool to see some of the people who got to uh, push through in this year's G1, who got to get into this year's G1, who may not have normally uh, done it. I, I was. I admittedly was wondering where, what Lance Archer has been doing for the last little bit. Apparently, it's this. <laughs> and and yeah, like Jonah was cool too. Yes, and apparently he spent a few uh, sessions of this G one on commentary for other people's matches. Uh, apparently, he had a decent G one. Apparently, David Finley had a great G one as well for a first timer. Yeah. Um, so, and that's that's what I want to hear is a lot of these young cats getting in there and doing it. Now, do you think that uh, Osprey would be the second uh, second guy outside of Japan to ever win the G one? I'm trying to remember. Oh, sorry, from outside of Japan. Do I think he will be? 
Yes. Is he like with Okada? Uh, he he would be because Omega would be the only one uh, who was. I, I'm almost a hundred percent sure. Only the second uh, foreigner to to. Because I don't know if foreigners have made the finals either. Because I know uh, Machine Gun Anderson did it once. Yes, he did make he make the finals, but he did not win. Yeah, I believe he lost to Okada actually. <laughs> definitely tracks. Yeah, like. Though this is my thing, is like you've done so much, but Okada's a god there. Yeah. Like he doesn't need this G one, whereas this is a nice feather in the cap to to Will Osprey, a guy who has stayed loyal to you. This is a guy who did not need to stay loyal to New Japan. He could have worked anywhere, anywhere, and for good money. So I don't know. I think that there's something to giving Osprey the the push here. I, I agree. Uh, so so we're I'm looking at it now. As the G1, you would be correct. Kenny Omega is the only foreigner to have ever won it. Everyone else who has won it has been from Japan. There were previous iterations of the tournament that were won by foreigners. Uh, Andre the Giant won the uh, MSG League in 82 and the IWGP League in 1985 and Hulk Hogan won it in 1983 okay all right um, now, no, I, I don't I don't buy either of those guys being able to go through a G1 <laughs> but no I'm kidding uh, apparently Hulk Hogan's work rate uh, went up quite a bit once he was over in Japan uh, that's uh, every, every story I've ever heard about Hulk Hogan I mean it's also 1983 Hulk Hogan as opposed True. to 1995 Hulk Hogan True. Or, Lord knows, 2002 Hulk Hogan. Um, also, Antonio Inoki won it ten times before it was the G1. Interesting. Uh, yeah, fun facts. Uh, interestingly enough, the, I mean, that's the other side of it. Okada has won this uh, three times. And if he were to win it again... That would put him alone for second for the most uh, titles behind Chono, who is five. So, yeah, if, if we're talking about the other side of this is potentially Okada chasing the record, too. So, Okay, that's an interesting story to tell. Um, but I, I just, I don't know. I think there's, there's time, though. He is. Yeah, he's 34. Is it's Okada 34? He's 34 years old. Oh, we're going to be just fine then. I know they work a, a rougher style, but my God. It, oh, that makes me sick. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's the thing. Like, we think of, you know, like, like up and, like, you know, you think of Kota Bushi as, like, a guy who's, you know, coming to chase him or whatever. Kota Bushi's 40. Uh, Naito, like, Naito's 40. Right, right. Okada is, is you know, Nakamura is 42. Uh, looking at other other people who've won this, Tanahashi's 45. Okada's 34. That's... I'm sad now. Yeah. Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> uh, let's move on to... Plowing the, through. <laughs> yes. Let's move on to the recap of this show. We need... I feel like we need, we need to do something. We need, we need a name for this. Um... We will reach out to our Twitter audience to see if they can come up with a name for a recap. Um, maybe I'll actually put a timer on it and see if I can if I can get through this in two minutes. We got a CM Punk 
promo. John Moxley interrupted. They ended up brawling. Powerhouse Hobbs cut a promo in the back with Shivani. Then we got our first match. Two out of three falls. Brian Danielson defeated Daniel Garcia in a two out of three falls match. And there was some post-match activity, which we will get to, because that match is definitely going to be on our list. Private Party and Swerve in Our Glory were cutting a promo backstage, previewing the title match that they would have on Rampage. Moxley and Punk come out to brawl again, interrupting poor Tony Nese, who whose match, I guess, got cancelled because of a brawl. Chris Jericho and the Jericho Appreciation Society were backstage to cut another promo. And, yeah, Jericho calling out Daniel Garcia. And also we got a, a quick showing from Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, who uh, knocked out one of the members of JAS with that with a chop. Yes. Uh, and, and, and uttered the words, look at me now! And I just popped so hard. Uh, Gun Club defeated the Varsity Blondes. We had some aftermath to that, which we will talk about. Involving Billy Gunn, Stokely Hathaway, and the Acclaimed. Jungle Boy came out and cut a promo, which ended up being interrupted by Christian Cage. They ended up brawling, which was a bit unexpected. It was good. It was good, though. It I was thought Jungle good. Boy looked like he had a lot of fire. Tony Storm defeated Kylan King in a relatively quick match, and then the main event. First match in the Trios tournament, Kenny Omega, the surprise return, uh, teamed up with the Young Bucks to defeat La Faction Ingobernable. With I'm so oh, happy you, you get stuck with saying the, those words. With uh, Omega getting the pin a fall on Dragon Lee. So, we will... Get to the honorable mentions. Quickly, I want to do... I'll let you do your honorable mentions first. Okay. Uh, I have four. Uh, I'll start with the Pac promo. I thought Pac's promo was great, talking about heading into uh, next week where he's going to be facing um, Will Ospreay and Ozzy Open with alongside with uh, with the de- rest of the Death Triangle. I, I, this was a pox great every time he touches the microphone. So yeah. like this was, while it didn't make my top five this week, I, I thought it, it shouldn't go without mentioning. I thought he sounded great. I, I, I'm really looking forward to him and Osprey locking up. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Kenny Omega's entrance. This was phenomenal. Uh, I love the way they did it. Um, and his, his return was something that we were all expecting, right? But like, it was nice to see that they, 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 they were still willing to add something to it. Um, Hobbs promo, I thought was really, really good. Uh, I, I hadn't, didn't have it on my uh, list until we talked about it off air, but no, that was, it, he sounds great. Like this guy's a homegrown star who has been nothing but an upside since he's got there. And really, honestly, like ever since he turned heel and joined Team Taz, that's really where we've seen Will Hobbs shine. Mm. And and I mean, obviously, that's no longer the thing anymore, but I'm looking forward to con- continuing to see him shine. Uh, and then, of course, the return of Don Callis on commentary. Uh, he an- like He's an annoying guy, but there's just the right amount of Winnipeg in this guy where it makes me feel like I'm at home. Which is, uh, which is something I, I, I was so close to feeling like this week. So it was nice to see some part of Winnipeg affect my week. I'll get to my honorable mentions. I do want to throw in 
Jungle Boy, and Christian Cage, but... So here's where this is getting tricky. It's both a positive and a negative. I thought the promo that Jungle Boy cut was good. I thought the Christian Cage being, you know, uh, the coward that he is was pretty great. But they brawled. They got physical. Jungle Boy got most of that and ended up, you know, stomping Christian Cage's arm. We went to we went to break and Jungle Boy was, you know, lording over a very hurt-looking Christian Cage. Where are we going with this? I, I don't. I'm not sure yet. I, I think we're definitely. I mean, I think you were talking about how you think it's going to be Luchasaurus and and Jungle Boy at All Out. And honestly, like, while I feel like this could be wrapped up by All Out, uh, and I, that's what I would prefer. Like, I don't mind this story extending to like November, um, but. Uh, at that point, like, I feel, I, I don't know, like, the, I will say, like, I'm kind of, like, in, in a point where I thought the promo was okay. Like, I, yeah. there's something about Jungle Boy's promo that, like, he's good, but, like, he needs something more. I don't know what it is. I don't know if he needs to just kind of get more comfortable with it. But for me, with his promo, something's still missing. In rings, this guy's phenomenal. Like the guys, but I feel like, don't get me wrong. His, his promo stuff is getting better. I think this, this program itself really lends to that. And and he's being given the opportunity to get on the mic and and stuff like that. But like, I don't know when, when would you rather see this match? Would you rather see it at all out or would you rather see this extended? Here's the thing. This match needs a a step because it can't just be a match. Right. These two can't just wrestle. That would be, it would be wrong. I don't mind the idea of if the match is going to happen at all out. I don't mind the idea of it being a screwy finish and getting if it because w- the big question right now is: Is Luchasaurus actually a face? Because commentary noted again that he was suspended because he got attacked. Officials, he headbutted Pat Buck, right? Who who did recover and was. Back out today, uh, he was involved in keeping Punk and Moxley separate. A hard task, I will say. Yes. But I feel like that part of the story, until it gets resolved, I feel like there's going to be more to this than than that. But that's maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. Maybe he is just cool with Jungle Boy and we're going to get out of this quickly and yeah jungle will go over in the pay-per-view and then we'll be done but we'll see i feel like it's more than that um hobbs promo as you said it was short and sweet what i love is heel promo i love heel promos where the heel makes sense and is talking about things that make sense and isn't making up random nonsense hobbs was kind of working as um, Starks' protector. And Hobbs did lose in matches that he definitely wanted to win. And de- and hearing that Starks, you know, was talking about taking losses in stride, maybe that, that got to Hobbs and he wanted to let, remind him what it's all about. And you, and, you know, feeling like he's getting a lot of the shine when it was Hobbs who was a big part of that as well. This match is going to be great. 
I really hope they do book it for a lot of Yeah, I, I think that the, this isn't a TV match. This is a pay-per-view match for sure. Yeah, 100%. And Private Party, Swerving Their Glory. Man, it's so good to see Private Party in a title program. Right. It feels like if they're starting to make their comeback from the disaster that was the Hardy family office, I think I genuinely thought when they started it was going to get them over. And it just didn't. No. No, it was it was been a it's been a rough year for Private Party. Mm-hmm. And I hope that we get to see them come back. I miss seeing them on TV. They're really good. And the for a lot of the like young exciting teams that are on on the show right now, the Martins obviously with with them hurt. That's not as as fun at the moment. But with you know. Other people like um, the Acclaimed, who are a very fun team. I feel like Private Party should get a chance to hang with them, too. Yeah. But that is all we have for our honorable mentions. It's time to move on to the top five. Rylan, why don't you hit us with your number five? It's and the Gun I think, Club. Yeah, number five, we had the same. Yes, the Gun Club is... Uh, is uh, I- I'm digging this storyline. I don't know why, because it's so silly. It's so ridiculous. This segment was so, I, I, this. <laughs> let me let me go through the segment okay. before we talk about it. Fair enough. Uh, the order of things that happened. There was a match. It was a squash match. Boy, the Varsity Blondes have just taken a series of horrible beatings. Yeah, when you're losing to the Gun Club in like under two minutes, that's a rough go for you. Yep. Um, we were high on on them for a while. Yes. Oh, it, it, since they lost Julia Hart, I don't know if they like. I don't they know if they lost won, their heart, man. Yeah, they I don't know if they've won a TV match since then. Um, but yeah, Gun Club just destroyed them, and then Stokely Hathaway came out, and the Gun Club turned on their dad, and Stokely Hathaway was very happy to see this. He was coming down with his business card, and then the claimed music hit, music hit, and the Gun Club ran off as did Hathaway. And they got into the ring, and the acclaimed is now working with Billy Gunn. It is the return of Scissor Me Daddy Ass. Yes. Um, this was designed to get that line on TV. Yes. <laughs> like, and, and not only that, to have a three-way scissor with acclaimed. Like, this was... And the crowd fucking loved it. Yes. Like, they ate this shit These guys like are candy. so over. Yeah, absolutely. And like, here's the thing. I don't know how much room there is in this pay-per-view. There's this a pre-show. There's yeah, a pre-show. I feel like this is a good pre-show match. Is uh, the Acclaimed versus the Gun Club with... Uh, Stokely Hathaway in one corner and Billy Gunn in the other. But yeah. Uh, crazy to see them turn on their dad. Yeah, uh, JR really, that broke his heart. It did. <laughs> like, it really for, did. For some of us who don't have a dad, I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, that's like, what I was saying. Like, Jesus, JR. It's getting dark. Um, but yeah, they, like, they turn on their dad and, and I'm excited. Honestly, it's it's sort of the same thing with Team Taz. It's cool to see those guys step out of Billy Gunn's shadow. 
Right. It's it's I've felt for years like this has been the mid card, and the mid cards always doing something. Yeah. Always, and, and now they're they're getting more TV time, and now they're getting. You're seeing that mid card from last year really hit a, a a place where they're not only over, but they're 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 getting the time they're going to need, and they're going to get a big pay per view match out of it. Yeah, it's nice to see that too. It's nice to see progression as opposed to what we've been seeing in the WWE for years. I mean, albeit things may change now, but mm. it, it's it's been it's been you know a lot of the same stale stuff. Whereas this is showing evolution and 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 growth like i said so i'm i'm digging this well it's it's fascinating because we're looking at the pay-per-view of you know where you can probably fit on eight or nine matches and that's already like these pay-per-views are already pretty long right if we're being honest there's so much going on it's hard to imagine what you cut yeah it must be a really difficult decision (laughs) we'll move on number four we both had the same thing Ryan, do you want to start with this? We got to get the women out of like the 9.15 to 9.20 block. This is ridiculous. Number one, match this week, Tony Storm and I I can't remember her name. Kylan King. Kylan King. It was, it didn't mean anything. Like the crowd wasn't into it. Like if you're, if you're trying to find a way to heat up your number one contender, which she is. Tony Storm. She's heading into the pay-per-view for the title match. Like, put her in there with a star. Like, yeah. Not no, no no shade on Kylan King or anything like that. I'm happy to see um, women get TV time who don't necessarily get TV time. But this is not that's not how you build a, a, to a title match. You don't have her squash somebody in under what five minutes, and and she's the babyface. Like, they're I mean they're both babyfaces, but like. I don't know. Like, this just felt like kind of like a waste this week. And there was no other segment with women. So, like... The only thing you got was uh, Thunder Rosa slow clapping backstage. Right. And, like, here's the other thing, too. I get that Tony Khan's a, a, the stats guy, and he's probably looking at the, the the you know, the hourly, or sorry, the, the ratings and, and figuring out this is just where it works best. But, like, I, I don't know, man. Like, expand your horizons. A couple weeks ago, we had that tag match. Uh, and it wasn't in this time block, and it was great. And the thing about it is that, do you know how you get... Because like, here's the biggest problem. The biggest problem is we don't know who these people are. I don't right. know... Like, we don't know Kylan King because we don't watch YouTube. The YouTube right. show. So, then, if you want us to know her, and you want us to, like, take her seriously, she needs to be on TV more. And, or, or you, you know, prepare a promo package. Like, yeah. that's something that AEW is very good at. I don't understand. Like, you're putting this woman on TV against the number one contender. I mm-hmm. Like, give give me 40 seconds on her. Show me some match highlights. Tell me Show why me she's getting, getting this opportunity. Exactly. This is, it's, it's a sports-orientated uh, uh, wrestling promotion. Like, we, we need to, these are things that we really need to nip in the butt. Like, I, it's it, this isn't the first time either. Like, this isn't the first time we've seen somebody from Dark show up on Dynamite, and there's no explanation as to why they're in this match or how they got this opportunity. It's just how it is. So, we'll move on, because, you know, we can, I can, I could talk about this for hours, but I knew it was sad. What's that? There was a, sh- a match on, um, because I saw, I saw this stuff scrolling, and it just, it was one of those things that I, I saw and kind of did a double take at. And it was a match on uh, Dark. I think maybe Dark Elevation. 
where it was a triple threat match between, let's see if I can find who it was. It was between Thunderstorm was teaming up with Hikaru Shida to face Nyla Rose, Emi Sakura, and somebody else, another fairly prominent name. And it was like, you know that match would have been good? On television. Yeah. Uh, Marina Shafir. So it was Hikaru Shida and Thunderstorm versus Emi Sakura, Marina Shafir, and Nyla Rose. I know who all of those people are. They've all featured prominently on television before. Hikaru Shida was a former champion. So was Nyla Rose. So was Nyla Rose. Marina Shafir competed for the championship not that long ago. You have your current champion on that. And number one contender. Yeah. Why was this on Dark? No idea. And that's my point. It's like, you could have had that on this show. No reason for to not. And that's the big that's the big problem, is it's that's the story that's the story of of a lot of uh, sorry, it's dark elevation, but still it's the YouTube show. That's almost worse. <laughs> that's the one that Paul White does commentary for, Kyle. Yeah, but like I know they want that to be the big YouTube show, but it's a YouTube show. Yeah. And I don't have a problem with people building up their record on a YouTube show so that when you when they come to you know debut on on TV they already have an impressive number of wins and I can look and say oh that's interesting that they're they're getting in here uh, now maybe I should take this person seriously and then you can do a small promo package to talk about why I should take this person seriously and that might have worked for Kylan King in this case but you had that match who every person in it has competed for a championship. Or will be at the next pay-per-view, Tony Storm's case. Maybe that would be a good match to have on if we're talking about the champions. When, you know, other former champions tag in, we could say, this was a former champion. Yeah. And that's the crazy thing. These people are... It's not that they're, you know... Like, Hikaru Shida is here. She's there. You can have her wrestle. She could have wrestled tonight. Yeah, she could have. That would have been a great match. Of there course it would have. There, there you go. You have Tony Storm going over Hikaru Shida. Now she's beating the former champion. Exactly. And the pay-per-view. It's just, doesn't, you know, doesn't that make a lot of sense? It does. It does. Tony Khan, we're looking for jobs, man. Let's go. <laughs> anyway, um... My number three was your number one, so let's talk about... Uh, and Actually, so we're going to skip number three, because mine was your number one, and yours was my number two. Right. And then we're going to skip your number two, because that was my number one. We don't have much stuff to talk about left. We have three things to talk about. Your number three, my number two, two out of three falls. Yes. This, is this great was match. the match... This was it was a great match. This was the match that was on the show called House of the Dragon. And it was a match between the Dragon Slayer and the American Dragon. Time kept by Ricky the Dragon. Yeah. Um I I tried to keep track, but I lost track on this show <laughs> how many times the word dragon was said. Considering how uh, how much more we got of this. Uh, this was great, like you said. This was a great wrestling match. And yes. the crowd took it as a wrestling match and loved it as a wrestling match, started chanting, you're a wrestler after this match. Um, 
like I, I don't know this is this beautiful this is really this is a beautiful match uh and and the aftermath too was great so like I'm, I'm excited to see where this goes so a lot of submission wrestling between the two it was cool seeing like De- Brian Danielson went out for the first fall right and he had to be woken up to finish the rest of the match. Which I thought was great. Just that, and that's yeah. such a it's such a Danielson thing to do. Like you fully expect that to be the guy who'd be like, oh no, you gotta just make me black out, and then I'll come back, and then I'll I'll, I'll get that victory. Yeah, like I could hear that conversation happening. You know what I mean? One hundred percent. And it was it was a fantastic match. Dan- Daniel Garcia looked like a star. This is another guy. This is another guy who is a young cat, and he is. He's picking up steam really, really quickly, and the crowd's taking to him, like, well. Um, especially in this role as, as, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm happy to see we're, we're moving in a, a direction with this, but, like, I really find that his character is perfect for him right now, so I'm not sure I want him to be potentially joining the Blackpool Combat Club or anything like that. Like, don't get me wrong. He fits. He fits the mold, and there was a lot of question as to why he wasn't one of the original guys in there. But that being said, uh, I, I thought that I think that this is it's, it's interesting. That's for sure. Yeah, one hundred percent. I think it. I think it's interesting to see where, and it'll be interesting to see where we go with this. I think. I think what's really fun now is that now we've got Jericho and Garcia sort of squaring off. That sounds like a great match, doesn't it? Yes, yes it does. So we'll we'll see where this goes. I expect to see more builds as we get closer to the pay per view. Um, but we will see. It's time to talk about our number ones. Rylan, yes, it, it time is. To talk? Is is it your number one? Maybe I'll talk about my number one. My number or one was you- treat. No, oh, okay, okay. Sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry. I, 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 I misunderstood where you were trying to go. There. It, it was your number two. It was my yes. number one. Trios match. La Faction Ingobernable. That's Dragon, Dragon Lee, Roosh, and Andrade El Idolo. The Young Bucks came out with Brandon Cutler, and they gave um, Justin Roberts the introduction for Kenny Omega. Omega comes out. Maybe a little rusty to start, but God, he got right back into it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This, you could definitely the, tell that. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, no, go ahead. I was going to say, you could definitely tell that he's been off for 10 months, but like, I mean, and he did wear like a compression shirt the entire time. So, I mean, are there injuries still lingering? Like, is he 100%? What, where, where's Kenny Omega at? I don't know. I, I mean, if this is a new look for him, then that's fine. That's kind of cool. Um, but no, I. Uh, I, I thought this was great. Uh, I love the tease at the beginning that it was going to be Brandon Cutler. Um, yeah. Everyone bid on it. The announcers wouldn't stop talking about it, so I thought that was great. Um, what was it? Uh, at this post-match. The post-match where they, they beat up Dragon Lee as they're going off the air. Uh, that man's mask came right the fuck off. It sure did. Like, woof. Like, if, if you were trying to protect his face, you did not do a good job at that. Nope. Uh... And, and, I mean, they panned away as soon as they could, but, man, you caught it. You caught it right there, plain as day. 
Um, yep. I don't know if that was. I, I, do you want? Do, do you think that that was maybe something they were trying to do, considering they did that to Panta? I don't know. I, 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 think they, I think they planned on taking it off. But I don't think they realized like how how quickly they were going to do it. It was a lot of like there's a lot of buildup and stuff like that. And also, we went off the air before the save was fully made. True. They were very True. much rushing this off the air. So. Um, yeah, it is, it's exciting to see. Great match. Great match. Yeah. Uh, like you said earlier, Omega and the Bucks going over, which I, I, you know, like, I feel like was the direction everyone expected. I don't think anyone thought that the, the other team was was moving forward, but hopefully it opens the door for them to do something else. The pay-per-view. Yeah. Perhaps we'll get Dragon Lee and Andrade. That would be great. We'll we'll see what the what the direction they want to go with that. If they want Dragon Lee for for more, if he's got other commitments that he has to make, whatever the case may be. What's interesting now is that um, so we've got the trios tournament set. House of Black still has a feud though, and it'll be interesting to see how that resolves itself as right. we move towards whether and, and as to who's going to win this tournament. Because I still think the favorites to get to the final are the Young Bucks and Kenny against the House of Black. That seems to be the direction we're headed. Well, well this is kind of what I was thinking. Um, what if you did the Dark Order, and one of the Dark Order goes down with an injury, and Hangman's going to step up? Ooh, that's interesting. I mean, that's just something... That, 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 like, I don't know. It, it may, I feel like you started something with Hangman here, and you need to end it with Hangman. And... I mean, I don't know. As much as I, I think that Omega and the Bucks would be great inaugural champions, the Dark Order has had nothing. And this could be for them for a few minutes. Honestly, I feel like Hangman, Silver, and Reynolds against the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega is a very exciting match. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. And also it gives the House of Black the room to go off and deal with the Redeemer. Which he does need to do. I, again, I, I feel like the Redeemer is going to screw the House of Black uh, out of that opportunity, and we're going to get some sort of... I, I think this is where you put Sting and Dark... I think there's going to be a lot of six-man tags on this pay-per-view. A lot. I think it's the sign we're seeing that, man, they've got a lot of people they want to push. Yeah, and that's that's just it. Like we're, We've already got one booked with Wardlow and uh, FTR against Jay Lethal, Satnam Singh, and, uh, and... Oh, God. What's his name? What's the poor guy's name? Sanjay Dutt. Sanjay Dutt, yes. Uh, which is a team that I feel like is kind of floundering, but FTR, they'll 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 put they'll give you a rub, that's for sure. Yeah. Rylan, I think we've we've talked enough about this. Talk about your 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 favorite old man champion for a bit. You you are such a hater. Such a <laughs> look, this uh, is this he is had a, a great this promo. is a good promo. He, he had a yeah, he's a really good promo. Uh, some of the highlights, uh, calling Moxley the third best guy in his group, and it's not the first time, which, I mean, is inaccurate, but, like, I, I thought it was a good day. Inaccurate on both uh, counts, but still very, very good. Yeah. Although, I will say, that that that, that group is stacked. It's a shame that BCC isn't in this, ter- isn't in this tournament. It, it's very, that's very true. Um, I will say, uh, Punk looks shredded as fuck. Like, this guy has come back in different shape. Have you not noticed that at all? I like, have noticed. 
Okay, because like I, I don't know, like he looks really, really good. So I think that that's all the testament to him for being his age and that beard. Man, that beard does not help him look young. That's uh, that's a patchy white beard right there. Um, but with that being said, no, uh, yeah, I, I thought he had a really good promo. Moxley ended up coming out and and going back at him, um, saying that he he's only here because he, he ran out of money. Everyone knows that. Um, and, and I thought the back and forth between the two of them was great. Uh, Moxley said that he's the heart and soul of AEW, and Punk retorted with, uh, that's fine, I'll be the dollars and cents. And it is, it is interesting to see them go back and forth. I thought the back and forth was really, really good. I thought it was great that they led to a brawl, which kind of like was, was a segment throughout the show. Like it wasn't just this this segment, this opening segment. It was they interrupted a match for God's sakes, like and and went at it again. So um, which le- leads into next week. Um, it do you have sure the, do does. You have the card pulled up. We haven't talked about this. Yeah, I'll I'll pull up the dynamite card. And and also your thoughts on on this stuff. I thought the promo was good. I thought... I thought it was... Very much... In... A lot of this stuff, sort of... And that's the thing Punk kept saying to the crowd. Uh, Tell me when I've said a lie. Yeah. And they're like... A couple times there. (laughs) Maybe not like like... Maybe not a lie... But I don't believe you. I think there's an argument for him being the third best wrestler in the BCC with Danielson and, and Cesaro in there too. That's one. That's very fair. But uh, but the Shield that is that is that that's, is not true. It's ridiculous. Like <laughs> Roman Reigns is a person. But it's 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 that's that's a line that's in there to design to just get heat. No, I right? know. So like I, I know, and and the, but the the one that I think got people was to say he wasn't the. He wasn't the best John that he was going to wrestle for the championship at in Chicago. I'm like, okay, very funny there, <laughs> Charles. Yeah, good job, Phil. You remembered a thing that happened 12 years ago. We're all very proud of you. Uh, no, it was it was good. It built to. Uh, we're going to talk about this. So next week on Dynamite, we're getting Jay Lethal and Dax Harwood, which should be a great match. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. That's going to be awesome. We're getting Death Triangle versus United Empire, which should be a very good match. Man, oh. how many Will Ospreay matches have we seen on Dynamite? A lot. And Rampage. You know what? The, the, yeah, he's 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 made a, himself quite prevalent there. Man, the 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 one-time pay has got to be pretty good uh, for, for AEW. I, I, I imagine that uh, Will Ospreay demands a, a, a wee bit more on his paycheck than some of those other ones. You may be right. I mean, I'd be interested to know what the what the uh, what the deals would be with some of the part time talent. And CM Punk is facing John Moxley for the undisputed AEW Championship. So we're going at it early. Okay. So the the. The pay-per-view's in Chicago. Right. We're not doing a pay-per-view in Chicago with CM Punk on the card. That seems like burning money, does it not? No, I... I, I mean, here's a, here's a way to do it. You do the match next week, Moxley beats Punk. Then at the pay-per-view, Punk beats Moxley. Could go in that direction. 
And then you could then you, then there's a room for a rubber match, which I mean, honestly, like I know that people might not be clamoring for this match. I, I am. I think this this feud is very good. And I think that this match is going to be very, very good. Um, but you have Moxley beat him next week. You have him beat him at the pay-per-view. And that's a toss up for for uh, full gear. I will say I think, I think we're going to see a draw. Uh, that could happen. Yeah, that's yeah. my guess is that we see a draw. Or it devolves into so, like... Because it's a normal match, right? Yes. It devolves into so messy a brawl that Shivani, or that, um, not Shivani, that Tony Khan has to throw it out, and then we get a stipulation for the game. Interesting. Because that's when we got a dog, dog collar match with MJF, right? That's true. That's true. What? I don't want to. I don't need to see CM Punk in another bleeding match. Right, well, I mean, that's this, you are watching the wrong promotion for that, sir. Uh, yeah. We we got a, we got a we got blood in a two out of three falls match today with both guys. Yeah. Um, uh, all right. So, do we want to talk about Rampage or do we want to let it go? No, let's go. Let's talk about Rampage. Okay. So, spoiler alert. Yes. Uh, if you want to avoid spoilers, thirty seconds to the end. I, I don't know that anybody wants to. Also, I say this as though we're going to get this out before Rampage airs. <laughs> um, Good point. Good point. So, if you don't want to find, if you have Rampage taped on your DVR and you want to watch it fresh, um, so suffice to say, we get uh, we've got a couple interesting. Uh, we had a couple interesting results. Or, Unsurprising results, let's say. Um, we've got. Sorry, I'm just pulling up the the correct one. There's way too many rampages. Um, we've got Orange Cassidy and the best friends defeat the Trustbusters to advance. Athena beats Penelope Ford. Hook dismantles Zach Clayton. And Who, by the way, the, Zach Clayton, they did not advertise this guy as a YouTuber on this show. Nope. They made it very much so seem like he was a pro wrestler. So, Which I mean, and, and he is, is. he is. Yeah. So, like, what? that's fine. I didn't realize he had had appearances on Dark and stuff like that before. Uh, so, Hook dismantles him. And Swerve in Our Glory defeats Private Party. Also, Buddy Matthews wins a very quick match where Miro then attacks him in the post-match. So, that's what we got for Rampage. Best friends in Orange Cassidy moving on, which is unsurprising. Right. The Trustbusters was a... It was a choice. Could have been any other team, though. Could have been any other team. And and, and more deserving teams are, are, are out there. Yeah. But... I mean, I'm especially if it's sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but especially if you're going to bounce them in the first round. Yeah, I'm glad that Sonny kisses direction. That's cool. But yeah, again, then you just eliminated them really quickly. This doesn't feel that this feels, you know, abrupt, let's say. But yeah, um, that is that is Rampage. And... We are moving on to the end of our show, and it's time for the to tell people where the social media is at. Rylan, why don't you take care of that? 
If you want to find us on Twitter, it's at WNWallop. On Instagram, it's simply WNWallop. On Facebook, we are Wednesday Night Wallop. Look for myself, Rylan Turner, and Kyle Joseph's name. Uh, shoot us a message if you want to hear something on the show or if you like our show. Even if you don't like our show, we don't care. Add us. Come on. If you want to find me on Twitter, it's at R-Y-A-M Sport Report. And Kyle, I'm never going to even try and attempt to spell yours. So where can they find you on Twitter? If you want to find me on Twitter and you have good news for me, it is at KJ. It was L-E-R-E-G-E-N-D-A-R-Y-K-J. If you disagree with me, I am at R-Y-A-M Sport Report. Um... (laughs) Thank you so much for listening all the way to the end. We appreciate each and every single one of you who've done that, and you have been walloped. Good night. Good morning. Whatever. You have been listening to a Wallop Media podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Wallop Media. The hosts of our shows are Rylan, Kyle, and DK. You can find Rylan on Twitter at Rylan Wallop and Kyle on Twitter at Kyle Wallop. Production is by RJ Spearin. You can find his work at facebook.com slash spearkingco. Logo designs are by Maisie Mulder. You can find her work on her website, maisiemulderdesigns.com. Our podcasts are hosted by Acast. You can listen to them on the podcast catcher of your choice or on our website, shows.acast.com slash wallopmedia.